0: How are you guys doing? Welcome over here. This is episode 52 of this sweet succulent little podcast. We got called speak the truth. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I know I took a day off. Actually, I didn't really take it out. I, I did take it out for doing a podcast yesterday. I wanted a uh, ride along with a police department all day. Want to see what it was like. So I rode along, didn't film anything, didn't do anything. I sat there for 12 hours and got to see what a cop does behind the scenes. So that was pretty intriguing. But as I was doing that, of course, we missed out on a little bit of news that was, was going on and stuff to talk about. So we're going to talk about some stuff today. We're going to kick it off, as you guys you know. Some of you guys do not know. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Another school shooting happened. Terrible thing. I don't know what, what gets these. I, I think it has to do a lot with mental, mental issues with individuals that are being tormented probably by their, their peers in school is probably what, what makes them ultimately do this. I don't know. That's just what I'm going to say. I know that they had actually found some stuff inside this gentleman's backpack, this kid's backpack. I'm not even going to call him a gentleman. This this young adult's backpack. He's going to be tried as an adult pretty swiftly. He's going to be, which I think he should. I think he, they need to set an example as to what happens when you do something like this. Something as as bad as this. This shouldn't be happening. Ethan Crumbly is accused of killing four fellow students at a Michigan State High School and will be tried as an adult and faces murder, assault, and weapons charges. Not only is he getting hit with that, he's also getting hit with a count of terrorism causing death, a rare charge for a school shooting. Which I believe they should be giving that counter. They should be giving that charge to the gentleman over in Waukesha, Waukesha, excuse me, the 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 Christmas Massacre gentleman who drove through a crowd of people deliberately trying to hit them and killed them. He should be getting a terrorism charge as well. He is actually saying right now while he's sitting in his little holding cell that he is being um, treated like a what, did, what did, an animal a. a like, basically trying to make people feel sorry for him, which was kind of kind of weird. His mother spoke out saying that he had mental health issues, and apparently after he said that, he had actually stood up and cried and then walked away. But we're not going to talk about that scumbag. We're going to talk about this one right here. The, the events unfolded Tuesday at Oxford High School when law enforcement say officials had a 15-year-old uh, shot at people in the school hallway, firing more than 30 shots of people through the classroom doors. Three people died on Tuesday. Another passed away at a hospital on Wednesday. I mean, Seven others were actually... Uh, hurt, including, or wounded, excuse me, we were six six students and a teacher. Crumley came out of a school bathroom and started firing. He then walked down a hall at a meth, uh, methodical pace and fired more shots. This continued for another four or five minutes and he went to another bathroom. When deputies arrived, he put down the gun and then surrendered. This is another thing that's kind of confusing to me. I, I get it. You can't shoot an active shooter, I guess. You can't shoot an individual who is shooting if they lay down their weapon, but it is... It's kind of crazy to me that you're not, you're not allowed to. In the sense of, you, you know there's an active shooter on campus or a, just anywhere. It could be a mall or anywhere like that. And you know when you identify them? That you cannot hit them and shoot them again because, just because they laid down their weapon. That's such a coward's way to go out. Michigan law defines an act of terrorism as a willful and deliberate attack, or excuse me, deliberate act that is all of the following. This is pretty important. I wish I wish this actually would apply to the state next door to Michigan, but it it doesn't because then the gentleman who would drove the car through the people would also be hitting with the same thing. I say next door, but I I believe there's a body of water separating them, but they're they're pretty much neighbors. An act that the person knows or has reason to know is dangerous to human life. An act that is intended to intimidate or coerce coerce excuse me, a civilian population or influence or affect the conduct of government or a unit of government through intimidation or coercion. That's where they're going to hit him with. And I think they need to be tried to the, the fullest extent of the law. But they also found a, a journal was covered from his backpack that was detailing his desire to shoot up a school and include murdering students. So the kid... Had, had had I don't know what the motive behind it is. I'm going to say what I said at the very beginning of this podcast. I believe it's probably because if I was going to make the assumption, he has some type of, uh, he's not mentally right. I don't know. Maybe there's some family abuse there. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm just going to say, I, I really don't know. But something is not right for an individual to have this kind of thought. And then premeditated, it's like, pre, like literally, you thought it out, you wrote it down, you've been thinking about it. What stemmed him to do this? That's the kind of shit they should be thinking about. Honestly, they should be going and digging through these kind of people and trying to figure out what really stems him to do it. I'm going to say it has to do with him being bullied, made fun of, whatever else, doesn't have a lot of friends, that kind of stuff, and then he acts out against the people because he thinks the entire school is against him. If I was going to make – if I was a betting man, which I don't – I, I do, my camera guy knows I do enjoy a little bit of gambling from here and there, and I, I love going to casino and throwing down some cards. I, I, w- I would say that's probably the – I, I would say that's probably the, the reason why this happened. I would assume a lot of you guys would probably agree with me, or I could be completely incorrect, and I don't know, maybe the desire to be known in, on national news could be a thing. Maybe he was a loner in school that didn't have any friends whatsoever and wasn't popular, wanted to be popular, and, know, and knew he would be made popular by shooting up a school because he knew that his name would be spread across the nation. Who knows? Who knows? That, that's another way to look at it. That's why I don't think the media should be to be talking about him as much as they do. There was another gentleman that I think a lot of people should be talking about. Wait, one. Let me get the name correct. I don't want to jack this up because I think it's a pretty big deal. Tate Meyer, M-Y-R-E. I'm going to say that is, I hope that's how you say his last name, Meyer. He gave his life yesterday to save his classmates at Oxford High School. Uh, the shooting, he was shot in an attempt to disarm the gunman. And he died on the way to the hospital in the patrol car. He died a hero. That's what I'm saying right there. Gentlemen like that, kids like that, which... I'm going to call him a man because what he did is very – I don't know it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal. He had some testicle fortitude to go out there and try to disarm the government, which he did, and then he got shot. But what I'm saying is those are the kind of people we should be talking about, not just – because you, if you go on Fox or you go on CNN and you go on that kind of stuff, they're not even talking about it whatsoever. they just talking about the shooter over and over and over. And of course, CNN is talking about advocating for guns being taken away and stuff, which is kind of crazy. I was with the police department. I told you guys yesterday. I was just going to ride along. I've always wanted to do it. want to see what it's like. want to see what, what the, what I didn't film anything. I didn't want to make it weird. didn't want to do anything like that. I wanted to just see what it's like, what cops deal with on a daily basis. Um, one of the school districts in that area are talking about taking cops out of schools. Personally, I think that's a terrible idea. Like this, this is another example of why you don't, you don't take cops out of school. You have cops in the schools to deter kids from doing stupid stuff. It doesn't have to be school shootings in general. Like that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about like fighting, bringing drugs to school. Matter of fact, up in New York, they just they just had a 17 year old senior. He they caught him at school with thirty thousand dollars in cash, and a loaded nine mil pistol with one in the chamber. That's kind of strange. Wonder how he got caught. But what I'm saying is, if you put cops in schools, it's going to deter people from doing stupid things. Not just people with kids. And just people from the outside thinking about doing something to that school, is going to determine because they know they have to go through one line of defense before getting to those children. So I think it's a very good thing to keep cops. Like, but for some reason, there's a, there's a district in the side of this area of Texas that is wanting to remove police from their school because of quote-unquote police brutality. But if you watch the videos, there wasn't any police brutality. It was, it was, it's mind-blowing. Everything is always police brutality, and it is not. I mean, when you spit in a cop's face and they go to detain you, that's not police brutality, you just fucking spit on his face if you hit a cop's hand when they're when they're pointing for you to go somewhere that is not police brutality if they try to detain you for hitting then hitting your cop and then you start swinging on him i mean it, it it's it's as simple as if they asked you to do something, just fucking do it, just fucking do it. People have a hard time imagining what's going on inside of, say, a police officer's mind, because I've been in the same situation overseas. You got to think about it. You don't entirely know. Like, I don't know the person across from me. I don't care if they're an American or not. But, like, overseas, essentially, the best way I could put it is you have no idea what that person is capable of, what their intent is. You don't know who they are. You don't know how old they are. You don't know where they're from. You don't know what their background is. I think that's a lot of people's – they they just can't get it through their head. The cop – has a deal or a a person like a police officer has a deal with so many different individuals on a daily basis. They have no idea who is out to get them, who is out, who is for them. They have no idea. So they have to take every single scenario in a very certain way to mitigate all risks to themselves. And I think a lot of people can't fathom that. And it's really, really, it just, it just looks terrible in America, especially the younger generation. They're the ones that it's that have the, the, the issues with police officers because the media makes and, and smears them so bad feel like I just had to say that. I know I went a little bit off track there, but I feel like it was it was a good thing to go off track with. Cumbly, the little head kid up there up north. His parents went to Oxford High School about two to three hours before the shooting to meet with their son in school officials over behavioral issues in the classroom. The parents were also brought in the morning of the shooting and had a face-to-face meeting with the school. That is coming directly from the police department, or excuse me, the sheriff department up there. Cumbly also had to meet with the school officials the day uh, before the shooting over behavior in classroom that they felt was concerning. So this kid already has a track record of having I don't know what he doesn't state what kind of behavioral issues he had in the classroom. I had behavioral issues in the classroom. I was a, I didn't really I was just a class clown, but I I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering what is behavioral issues in a classroom? What is it concerning of? Was he drawing shit on his paperwork that was really like whoa. You know, I I I'm trying to think about some of those people I had in my school and I and I and I can recall some kids that were a little out there. You know, I think everybody has had those kind of ones out there. I'm kind of wondering what they're talking about when it comes to uh behavior in the classroom. He had a 9 millimeter SIG Sauer according to police which the boy's father actually bought on Black Friday. They had 30 shell casings were found at the scene and they had additional 18 live rounds on him. When they said so this is the other thing. He went in there premeditated I mean, the entire thing was 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 thought out and planned. He went into a bathroom, came out of the bathroom, went back into the ba- bathroom to reload, come back out. So he had an entire plane. He's walking down the hall doing his thing. And and the, the crazy part is, is when faced with an opposition that, that was going to kill him, he just laid down his weapon when he had 18 rounds left. So he had no intent. He, he didn't want to die. So his intent was just to, to literally kill innocent people inside of a school. Anyway, he was uh, – I will give that the police – I mean, you got to think about it. They're showing up to a school and they, they apprehended him within five minutes of the call. They apprehended him within five minutes of the call. Why is anybody talking about that as well? Those police, literally, I mean, you got to think about it. I don't know what code they called over the radio, but you had to say every single officer inside that area reacted to a shooting at a school and they were there within five minutes and had him apprehended. That's pretty good. But imagine, just imagine this. Imagine if there was a cop already on campus. Do you think it would have lasted this long? Granted, the cop may have been shot himself because, I mean, who knows what would have happened. But I'm just trying to throw out a scenario. Everybody likes to throw out scenarios. I mean, what would have happened if you would have had two police officers on? I mean, two would have been great because, I mean, what if he would have shot one of the cops first? Then, I don't know. I'm just throwing some scenarios out there is all. This is one of those kind of things I no one likes to talk about. I don't know why it keeps coming up and it's a terrible thing. But, um, yeah, this happened. I, I would assume he's going to get charged to the fullest extent. I don't really exactly know if, uh, what did Michigan's, I would assume they don't have the death sentence. It would be very, very strange for them, I guess, to, to to give a death sentence to a 15-year-old, but they're also hitting him as an as an adult, and he's getting hit with the terrorism charge. So I have, I have really no idea. I guess we're going to have to talk about this one at a later date, because this will keep going. But it does suck if you guys live up there. This is, this is, this is another reason why defunding the police is not a good idea. So we're going to continue to talk about Police, I guess, here for a second. As of Tuesday at midnight, the National Fraternal Order of Police recorded 314 officers shot in the line of duty, 58 whom were killed. They are on pace right now, it says we are on pace this year, to see the highest number of officers shot in the line of duty in one year ever recorded. We've already had more officers killed in the line of duty by gunfire this year than any other, and there's still one month left. I, it just kind of sucks even saying that out loud, because these are the kind of people that probably... People should be looking up to. When I was when I was a kid, I looked up to cops. Even to this day, I look up to them. I buy their meals when I see them out eat out eating. Like I, I always wait. Like i I think everybody should look up to the cops. They're doing a job that not everybody wants to do. It's selfless service. at, at it's. I mean, you got to think about it. You're literally the people that police are picking up on a daily basis, on a day to day basis. For the most part, I was a turd growing up, and I've had my encounters with police. I was never arrested or anything like that. I was just a regular. Young adult, did stupid stuff, drank, smoked, did everything like that. Like I just, just, just did stupid stuff. Okay. But a lot of the people that are just habitual um, offenders, I mean, you got to think about a police are having to deal with the same people, multiple, multiple, multiple times over the years and they never really fix themselves. So they're pretty much, if you think about it, police are nothing more than the shield between the, the, the bad people in the community in the actual just average American that's just getting by on the normal daily basis. Imagine if we didn't have them as that shield and that little barrier. Additionally, the uh, the FOP recorded 95 ambush-style attacks so far this year, a 126% increase compared to 2020 that resulted in 119 officers shot and 20 of them whom were killed. There was no doubt that the recent erosion of respect for law enforcement has fueled more aggression towards police officers than what has seen in previous years. The Protect and Serve Act, which I actually like a lot I actually like it a lot is a bill that was actually introduced by more than a dozen Senate Republicans earlier this year that would make a that would actually make it a federal crime to knowingly cause or attempt to cause injury to an officer I think that is phenomenal I think it's amazing I think that's something that should be in effect like if someone's going to uh, intentionally hurt a police officer it should be a federal offense like it should be a federal crime that should be that's a big deal you know for as much as they do that that really should be so it it would probably help a lot of the people up, in, uh, and the reason why I say that is because if, if you're able to charge them with a federal crime at that point, then all these ones that keep getting law let off in the states for for minor charges or whatnot, and they had that with the intent on there. There's no way to get out of that one. If you get hit with a federal offense, it's not the same as getting hit with a local state offense. It's just not the same. You know, a judge at a local level. May have so much on their plate. They maybe like, for instance, they let this gentleman up there at the the parade massacre. They let him go at a at a lesser amount for getting bailed out after literally having a 50 page rap sheet and being being a habitual offender. There's that word again. Since 1999, when you get hit with a federal offense, it's not really like that. You got to deal with federal authorities at that point, a federal judge. This also shouldn't shock anybody, but the first Omicron, Omicron, or whatever. I'm not going to talk about this for too long. I mean, this, is, this shouldn't actually be any news because we knew it was going to happen. You can't have such a, a virus that's spreading so easily through the world and, and not think that it's going to not come to America. I mean, it is here. They still keep saying even the stock market has absolutely tanked, tanked over the last five trading. So we'll say the last seven, eight days as a whole, but last five trading sessions have been brutal. Yesterday, brutal. Black Friday, brutal. Day before Thanksgiving, brutal. We had like a one day where it kinda of rebounded a little bit, but this is all I my guy who is at Goldman tells me it's taking a breather. And I you know, I like to send him a text every day and I and I say the same thing. I said, This is one hell of a breath. It just keeps going and going. And he's down a lot. And a lot of you guys who are listening to this who may be invested in whatnot. It's because of this right here. And if it comes out, which they're saying within the next two weeks they're gonna know if the and this is kinda of, this is kind of the crazy part. So I'm vaccinated, a lot of people are vaccinated, whatever. And now they're saying that if you're boosted and you have vaccinated or whatever, then you should be fine. But they won't know for two weeks. But they're pushing people to get the vaccine that may have not already had it. Which is kind of crazy because most of the people that don't have it, I mean, are probably more on the right side of the aisle because for the, the entire 2020, you had the left fear-mongering their own, their own party were the people and whatnot that they needed to get it. And I mean... It's fine. They got it. But it would probably be in in Biden's best interest. I know this probably wouldn't work out for him on his side of the aisle. But if they really cared about getting people vaccinated, if that was like their main goal, then wouldn't you think that he would try to work with Trump in some sort of fashion, like some sort of way and be like, all right, you know, we may not like each other, which is fine, but we care about the American people. And if my campaign really, like is getting people vaccinated campaign is so, if he's so die hard about it, wouldn't you think that he would be like, all right, Trump, you know what, let's put it aside real quick. Let's go ahead. We're going to do this together. You come out, we come out, we shake hands, we fist bump, we say, go get the virus, go get the virus. Don't use it as like a publicity stunt if we all know Trump would, but what I'm saying, if he actually really cared, and we know that most of the base that probably didn't get it is some on Trump's side, then wouldn't you think that bringing him to actually put it out there, hey, go get it. Go get it. Do You think that would actually probably help just a tad bit during this time? But politicians are some of the worst people on planet Earth, so who knows? That won't happen. But it came from a guy that, uh, I say I want to be a guy, an individual, because it actually doesn't have a name here. I will say an individual. actually says an individual. There you go. Who traveled from South Africa on the 22nd of November before travel restrictions were actually in place and tested positive for COVID-19 on the 29th. This person, fully vaccinated and experiencing mild symptoms, which are improving at this point said the person had not had a booster shot. So that's the other kicker right there. They want to make sure to throw that in there. They're vaccinated, but they didn't have a booster shot. But they're experiencing mild symptoms. I think the problem with this is is there's so much uncertainty about this, and I wish it would just go away. I know there's some people, I guess there's probably not a lot in the comment section, but there's probably a lot of people like, well, if you guys would just wear your mask for eternity, we wouldn't have to worry about it. Well, that's not going to happen. Half of the world does not care. Actually, way more than half. All right. Good friend. Actually, I don't want to call her a friend because she doesn't know who I am, but I would love to be friends with her. Miss Saki. All right. Give myself a little bit of a voice, a little rolling into the next segment Then there. I hope you guys like that. During a campaign debate last fall, Biden took a jab at then-President Trump. For the 220,000 COVID-19 deaths in America, claiming that anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States. Now as nearly 780,000 American lives have been lost due to COVID-19, Saki was asked by Fox News, uh, Peter Ducey whether that it was still the standard now that more Americans have died under President Biden than President Trump. Of course, she had a response that she beat around the bush because there's really nothing that they could do. And when they were coming out saying that, hey, look, Trump's at fault for all these deaths. Well, now Biden has more deaths under his administration. still not his fault, by the way. just want everybody to know it's 100% not Biden's fault that people died. But it was Trump's, which is really weird. I think the fundamental question here is uh, is what you are trying to do to save lives and protect people, Saki asked. Further claiming that Trump was suggesting people inject with bleach and continue to provide a forum for misinformation, which is kind of crazy to me. Go throw this out there. I'm I'm not gonna advocate for President Trump or anything like that, but didn't the gentleman push forward the the vaccine faster than anybody else had ever thought? And they're like, how many times did, did the left say, Oh my God, it's not gonna work. You're pushing it through too quick. And then it worked. And they're like, all right, so everybody that doesn't get a vaccine is an idiot. And then you're thinking to yourself, weren't you like four months ago saying this thing was, was being pushed through too quick? So it's it's kinda it, it I'm act the, the the coronavirus has been able to to lay out a political party's agenda on the wall, black and white. Like you can't, you can't say one thing six months ago. And now it's your turn to face the music. And you're like, no, that's not the case. It's not, that's, that's not the case. It was was Trump's fault. Biden, not, he doesn't know what's going on. So it's not his problem. Saki asked the, there is a stark difference by our two approaches by Trump and Biden to combat the coronavirus insisted that president is trying to help solve the crisis and get the pandemic under control. Ducey also asked Saki what happened to Biden's promise to shut down COVID-19 and her response was, we're working on it. They're working on it, folks. They're working on it. I don't know what the f*** that means, but they're working on it. They brought in a dude, some some TikToker, uh, I don't know, months ago, the guy with the f- fingernails done and that didn't work too well, did it? That really helped get people get vaccinated. I don't even know if you guys have seen that TikTok. You don't need to. I... I, I, we're not pulling it up on this, this, this episode. There's no way. I'm not even don't even want that guy my I don't want it. We do, we do, uh, you guys are on over the YouTube channel you go check it out. You guys can watch the, the podcast visually if you want to see how how sweet and succulent it actually looks. I know a lot of you guys you guys need something good to look at to start off your morning or end your day. And I am the one you need to go look at. Go look at my face. Go right now. Just go type in on, on, on YouTube. Speak the truth. You guys get to go watch uh me talk about people on TikTok as well, which those are some of my best best performing videos, and I can only imagine why. They will melt your fucking brain. You will, I promise you. If you guys watch my TikTok reaction videos, it's like woke TikTok reaction stuff. If you guys watch them, you may just want to watch one at a time. They will send you over the edge and they may make you run through a door. So just warning you, fair, just fair warning. But this one also shouldn't shock anybody. The variant that seemingly inedible spread to in the United States could prove disastrous for President Biden. Yeah. Wow, we couldn't, couldn't have thought that one through. Who has seen his pandemic approval numbers sink to negative territory in the most recent polling? Man, Biden's underwater by one point when it comes to his handling on the pandemic with 48% of the respondents saying they approve of his handling and 49% saying they disapprove. The reason why I bring this up is because Biden was positive on his handling on the pandemic by 30 points. 64 to 34, by the way. Just so everybody is, is aware. Six months ago. Six months ago, he was sitting at 64 34 now he's sitting in a a, 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 in a staggering 48 to 49. So this is kind of a big deal when it comes to his approval ratings. I mean, he's not going to run in 2024, which he thinks he is. So in the short run, apparently his numbers may get even worse. Does not decide to shut down again, but he will lose. This is this is a crazy thing. I'm going gonna, gonna to read this verbatim so you guys have understanding. I try to mark it off, but it won't make any sense if I don't read it. So in the short run, his numbers might get even worse if he then does not decide to shut things down again because he will lose favor with the people on his own side who currently support him. In the long run, though, shutting down things will make him even more unpopular because it would tank the economy again, producing the dreaded two-headed monster of stagflation, passing massive stimulus legislation, likely won't be in the cards for Biden if the situation worsens, pointing how to inflation is already press, uh, pressuring on the economy. So there's literally no winning battle right now for the Biden administration. If he doesn't shut down the economy, or doesn't, I don't want to say shut down the economy, but shut down everything and enforce and, and crazy, crazy rules, Again, like we had last year, then the base that he has on the far left is gonna is not gonna like him for it, and then if he does shut it down, he's gonna to have to deal with the, the more moderates people in the middle, and I guess probably some Democrats as well, because he's gonna he's literally gonna kill rekill the economy, and he's gonna have stagflation coming. So that's what that's one of those kind of things. He's literally in a lose lose battle, and it was it probably would have been in his best interest out the gate last year when he was running. To not even bring up anything that had to do with COVID and how bad Trump was doing or whatnot. Because now he's he he could have used that now. My personal opinion is it really isn't any of these people's faults. Like how could you you can't really you could blame a president for economy, you can blame him for this kind of stuff. But when it comes to a virus or something spreading that you can't even physically see with your eyes, you can't blame a certain individual unless they take some crazy measures to not stop it, like just open the floodgates from the border, which I'm not going to say that he's done that yet, but he pretty much has. That was another thing. He doesn't want to talk about some crazy stuff. Oh, man. Speaking about the border, I guess it's one way to look at it. Everybody that comes to the border without a passport, and they come here illegally, they're not getting tested. This is a known thing. There's no way to test them. If they're not caught, you're not testing them. So you have no idea if they're bringing in. But people with passports that come through the border are tested. People that fly in are tested, but they're not shutting the border down on our southern border, even though the, the this other new variant is so crazy. So that, that's, it, just, it, just, it, doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no common sense being laid out here. Like, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Makes you makes you just want to throw up in your mouth. ASU students, oh my gosh. By the way, this is one of the gentlemen. I know this is a guy, but I think he's – what's that again when a guy pretends to be a girl? Trans? Transgender? Okay. I always forget. I always get these things mixed up. I'm, my apologies. I don't really care enough about it to know, but that's basically what half TikTok is now. I know this gentleman is definitely, is, is a guy that's being a girl, only reason I say this is because he's dressed like a girl, but he has like females, because there's only like another thing that people don't realize, there's only males and females in this world. There's nothing else. And you can't like become a female if you're a male. It's just not a real thing. Whatever they want to be called, I don't know what, what it is. I don't want to call it a he because, or a she, because it may not want to be called that. Sideburns all the way down. He's holding a sign. This is death to America. What? Like what? Like I I like Yeah, if they're on the YouTube channel, you guys can actually see what I'm talking about. I mean it's 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 probably in the thumbnail of this video, actually. I don't know. God, it's just I look at this stuff and I'm not trying to be offensive, which I know I probably did offend them if, if any of them that are watching this. But they they have their they have their right to have their own opinion, and so do I. I don't believe that there's anything other than men and, fe- man, man and man and man and women in this world. Men and women, and I don't think that you can change. I don't think that men should be f- in in women's sports, and I don't. It's it's not because I'm a conservative. It's just because that's it's it is what it is. God didn't make man, woman, and Fiona the fucking tree. You know, I, I, they, whatever they want to claim, that's not that's that's not a thing. <sighs> Sorry, A little irritating, but. But some of these students I don't know if I don't know what your name is Doesn't really matter Says that they're marching because Killer Kyle should not be going to this campus And that white supremacy is at its peak And does not belong at ASU ASU Shame on you 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 what? This is one of those talking points. This is another one of those talking points that I never really understood. White supremacist is at its peak. What are they? What are you even talking about? What does that even mean? It's kind of like when somebody on the left has no argument whatsoever. You know what they do? They scream racist from the top of their lungs. What the? What the? F- are you, what do you? What do you mean? We're talking about apples here. We're talking about literally produce sales, and you're calling me a racist? What the? F-? It's because they don't have a. They never have an argument. There's, ne, there's never. There's never. There's never uh, a. Uh, an actual rebuttal to something you have to say that's intelligent. They just hit you with the racist or this is white supremacy. But what the fuck are you talking about? Another student was marching because she believes in the right to self-defense, which is good to have some other people out there as well. He's an American who committed no crime, she said he contributes to society anyway another any other American contributes to society who is not imprisoned, which is true. Didn't do anything wrong. Self-defense. It's proven in court, but professors advised Rittenhouse to withdraw from his non-degree seeking online classes. But the teen is looking to enroll in classes again. Good. Good. I'll read some of these signs for y'all who are not on YouTube. And you guys are just listening. So you guys have understanding what these, these, I'm going to call them kids, these children, because that's exactly what they are. They're just grown children. I, I mean, when I mean grown children, what are they going to be? 18 to 23. They haven't really done very much in their life, clearly, because they're, they're sitting here doing this. I mean, they haven't experienced anything in life that's been very traumatizing, apparently. Anyway, respect my existence or expect my resistance. Actually, would love to see what the resistance would be. Another one says protect students. uh, Kill off our something. in white supremacy, of course. That's a really big one. Another one of uh, him crying, but it's written in Spanish, and the person has pink hair. Another person has yellow hair, blue hair. This man's wearing a weird fanny pack thing. Yeah, these are the kind of people that I, I would expect to be sitting in in a bar talking about IPAs, which was kind of ironic, is one of the gentlemen who I was wanting to play. I think he was a guy. I, I don't know what it was. I'm sorry, I sound really rude or I guess ignorant when I'm saying this, but it was a guy I think pretending to be a girl, wanting to be a girl, makeup and eye ring thing, and once again had those round glasses. I always, I always kind of like poke fun at just a tad bit, talking about IPAs and your round glasses and your saggy beanies. Anyway, their rally tonight was a complete success. ASU heard our demands, and and uh, we showed those fascist counter-protesters that we, we will not be intimidated. The people that came out tonight to support Kyle Rittenhouse or killer Kyle Rittenhouse prove our argument that if Rittenhouse is allowed on campus that we will be followed by countless racist, homophobic bigots. These people clearly didn't even watch a lick of any of the trial. They just read some headline and like, you know what? We're going to get together and just... God man, I look at these people and I feel bad for them too. I, can I can I just point something out? What is this person even talking about when they say respect my existence or expect my resistance? I don't like to be judgmental like that looking on the outside. It's just it's it's just like it's fucking never ending. I feel like I'm in a cycle of just the infinity. You know the infinity logo? It's just a never ending just the same thing over. And over again in America. We talk about the same thing over and again police brutality, police are bad people. Then we talk about racism, white supremacy. Then we talk about BLM and then the Amphitheater. And then we talk, it's like the same talking in coronavirus, it's like the same talking points over and over and over. And going into 2022, the big thing's gonna be taking guns away from, from people. But that's that we already know that's already dropped over the last 15%. They've lost a ton of support. That's probably why they're not using that as a talking piece because they know they're gonna lose support from a lot of people. Well, this one talking about guns again, Alec Baldwin. Oh man, this one's kind of goofy. And the only reason why I say this, because if, if I haven't, there's no videos out that I know of, of him actually holding and then shooting it. But let's just, let's just say this. He has claimed he did not pull the trigger on this set of rust, but gun expectors say that firing a revolver without the trigger being pulled is unlikely. Oh, really? I don't know if a lot of you guys have actually held onto a revolver in your life, which a lot of you guys probably have who are listening to this a lot of you guys and gals, but he goes on to state that the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. Alec Baldwin told George Stepanopoulos this. He adds, no, 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 no. I would never point a gun at anyone and pull the trigger. Never. So if you've never pointed a gun at somebody and you may have never done it purposely, then you just haven't had enough training on that said weapon. Right, and say it's a revolver. Alec Baldwin clearly doesn't know anything about Pistols, rifles, or just guns in general, just all around, doesn't have an idea. He may not know that if that revolver was handed to him with the with the lever pulled all the way back, that all he has to do is slightly touch that trigger for it to go off. By the way, Glocks. Let's just use a Glock. It's the most well known pistol, I think. A Glock. I think the the poundage on the on the Glock on the trigger is is five pounds pulled. That's, that's, I think I believe that's what it is. On a revolver, you're roughly looking at. Two pounds. So it's a very light trigger in comparison because you're already taking out one of the steps the Glock has to do, okay, by pulling the, the lever back. I, I'm just using that for instance because Glocks and revolvers don't look the same, but I'm just trying to give you guys a visual on, on poundage per pole. Per just throw you, just throw you aware. But this is the sheriff from that area. He says guns don't go off, so whatever needs to happen to manipulate the firearm, he did, and that was in his hands. In order to make it fire, you have to pull at your thumb on the hammer, cock the hammer all the way back. When the hammer's completely cocked back, then you pull the trigger and then the gun fires. So, basically, what I just explained to you, I just it for myself to remember that uh, kind of give you guys a, a, a very real example of, of how, it, how, it, how, it, how it happens. As you guys do know, the hammer has to be pulled all the way back. So, my question is if it was it handed to him all the way pulled back, and if it was, so this is what you got to look at it. The armor who handed him the, the, the pistol, I always want to say rifle. The individual who handed him the pistol on set, if they handed it to him, since I'm going to say that everybody on set clearly did not have any type of weapons training whatsoever, or this wouldn't have happened. If they handed it to him on set with the lever or the cocked all the way back on the revolver, then that means they had to put the live round in the correct chamber, knowing that when you cocked it back, it would rotate the revolver into the position where that live round would be facing outwards in the barrel. You see what I'm saying? Not just in the other seven slots or six slots or five slots, however big the revolver, how many rounds it holds. So if that's the case, then you got to be looking at the person before that. But then I have no idea how this is going to plan out, but this is only such a massive deal because it was done on set with a major guy like this. And the question is if he was handed it with the revolver or the, the lever cocked all the way back and he hit the trigger, I would assume he's still at fault because, but the main thing is, if he's saying that he didn't pull the trigger, uh, a pistol can misfire and or go off by you pulling the hammer back and allowing it to slam hard enough forward to set that firing pin off that hits the back of the bullet that then sends the projectile through the barrel into somebody's body. That can't happen. I actually have a pistol that I had a video, I believe I had to take the video down because I had lawyers come out and reach out to me to have it taken down from the company because I had a... I don't even remember what kind of pistol it was, but I had a pistol that went off on camera because of the same type of deal. Pulled it back, pulled the the lever back, and let it hit, strike hard. I didn't, it didn't go off all the way back, and it literally shot the freaking round off into the sky. That really happened on camera, and it wasn't anything that I had done. I'd actually, and the reason why I know this because I went back and I replicated it again, and again I didn't have any. It, Ammo, of course, inside the chamber. I just replicated over and it, like literally is a known, it was a known problem at the time. So I took the video down. I didn't want to deal with lawyers from a gun company. That's not something I really want to deal with. And it's just a YouTube video. So whatever. But this, that that could be a thing. Who knows? I have no idea. I honestly got to know. We know nobody, no one's going to really know. Someone's going to, someone's going to have to go down for manslaughter. I have I really have no idea, but this is, we're just talking, hi, talk, talking hypotheticals here, but he, he did say that he did not. Pull the trigger. So if you didn't pull the trigger, you got to look at, well, what happened? Because I've never had a gun. If you lay it down on the table, that gun's not going to go off. Maybe if it's in a house fire and it gets really hot, maybe it might cook the round off or something. I haven't, that's a problem. Maybe it, that, that is a real thing. It does happen. But in this kind of situation, somebody had to manipulate that revolver for it to actually send the round off. I it just It's not just going to go off. And you could tell he doesn't have enough, actual gun experience to understand that that doesn't just happen. Like I've got 10,000 rounds outside and they're not shooting, they're not shooting themselves off by just sitting there. Just, you know, it's just not, it just doesn't happen. So last going to talk about is our good friends over in China. Going to take a little bit of a flight over there. These people are doing China things. The Chinese are doing Chinese things. Hackers breach more U S defense and tech firms. There's a war going on that we don't even, we don't ever speak about it. Well, I mean, we speak about it on this channel quite a bit, a lot of people may think, I mean, when I first was, so by the way, I will say this YouTube is now allowing me to, at the beginning when I started making the videos, I don't know if it had to do with me being a new channel or whatnot, but every single one of these videos had to be, I don't think that was a case, honestly, because I've had other channels and that wasn't the case. But with this channel, I had to have every single video get approved to go live with monetization. I think that had a lot to do with, maybe they thought I was that one crazy guy. What was that one guy? What's that one guy's name? Alex Jones. I don't watch Alex Jones. I know that he's one of the most wild right-winged gentlemen. I mean, maybe they thought that I was one of those kind of guys that's just out here throwing some crazy stuff around. When in fact, I'm, as you guys do know, I just pull stuff from the internet and we talk about it because it's all out there. I mean, it's it's all public stuff. So. but now now they're allowing me to actually. I can actually rate my videos for them to go live. So you guys will actually see them going live at a, at a good rate. Anyway, uh, a su- suspected Chinese hacking campaign has breached four more U S defense and technology companies in the last month and hundreds more U S organizations are running the type of vulnerable software. These hackers have exploited the parent espionage activity is more extensive than previously known and has seen the hackers steal passwords and target organizations with a goal of intercepting, Sensitive communications globally, at least 13 organizations total in sectors such as defense, healthcare, energy, and transportation are now confirmed to be breached. 600 cases of the United States systems running a type of vulnerable software that hackers have exploited, that includes installations at 23 universities, 14 state or local governments, and 10 healthcare organizations. It's a type of this digital spying that the U.S. government has for years tried to expose before it compromised sensitive data related to national security. And trade secrets. So that's what I'm saying. We are we are clearly at war with China. I know you guys may not think it, or some may not talk about it, but it is happening. Not not with a physical way, with 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 armed conflict, which who knows if that'll ever come. But if it does, hope it doesn't. But what I'm saying is this kind of stuff. This is clearly this is war type. Sh- so in 2014, a Senate, I actually kind of remember this. Um, I wasn't getting out of the military that year. But anyway, Senate Investigation found that Chinese government-linked hackers had breached contractors for U.S. Transportation Command 20 times in one year. The command, which is responsible for the global movement of U.S. troops and military equipment, had been aware of of only two breaches. So they knew of two, and it happened at least 20 times in that year alone. So how many times and how many things have happened since then? Who knows? If this is coming out... And the thing is that we never publicly say, like you'll never hear the president come out and say, well, Trump probably would, but you're never going to hear Biden come out and say, you know what? Them communist bastards over there in China, they're, they're messing with our stuff. They're still in our IP, which they have been for a very long time. We need to stop making over there which i've been an advocate for the companies that i have right now we've actually started moving a lot of our manufacturing out of china and we are currently looking to move everything out of, like that's that's a real thing that i bring up almost on a monthly basis and we've moved everything that we possibly could since our since our company is fairly large it's not something that a lot of people may not also realize this when they're like oh you need to make american well, that's great. We're actually in the process of doing that right now. But the thing is, is when you have a an, a larger company, you can't just it's you can't just flip the, sp- the spigot off somewhere and have so much demands elsewhere like big box for You can't just hey cut this off over here and this th- this what's going on, and the demand is gone uh, in say big box or whatnot. You have to still meet that demand. So it's kind of like one of those things you got to close it real as you're closing this one, turn this one on type deal. Just think about it like that. You got to. So we're we're in the process of doing that. Hopefully here. And next year by, by by next year we're actually i know we've started building molds out and starting that we're hoping to have all of our baits manufactured in United States, like literally in the state, we're, we're trying to do that right now, and it's not something you can just flip it off and then do right it's some, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it possible, but it is something that we would love to do. I hope we do it I've been an advocate for a long time I know we've moved all of our apparel has been moved out of china completely I don't know if anything that comes in there. And a lot of people say bring it to America. We have a lot of stuff that's done here in America, but some of our stuff is done in like um Taiwan, I believe. Uh South Korea. I think we have some stuff done in Vietnam, like everything's been moved to Pakistan, I think, or maybe India. I don't recall. Anyway, what I'm saying is a lot of our stuff we're trying to move out of China. But what, what I'm just trying to tell you guys, it's not one of those kind of things where you can just turn it off. And a lot of people say in the comment section of all the YouTube videos from back in the day, "Oh, you guys making China." Well, yeah, what the thing is is it's not something you can just stop instantly. I've been an advocate for it. My CEO knows I'm an advocate for it. I've been saying it for a long time. It's not something you can just stop. So, when you guys give a lot of these companies shit that you, you, you use their stuff, you gotta realize it's not something that they can just do instantly. They may actually be proactively working on it. And a lot of the stuff that would actually help companies in America if they received, I would say, tax incentives would be a huge thing. I'm not saying it's like something has to happen, but if you're going to expect a company to move all their stuff out of China or any other country for that for that matter to bring it back to the United States, they got to give them some sort of tax incentive to offset the cost because a lot of people in America also don't realize the cost advantages for being overseas. It's not it's not something they want to do, but here in America everybody want to works for very I mean the wages are much higher, double, triple, whatever that is, that's fine. But when they hit you even harder, is they tax you on those wages as well. And then they hit you with, the, you got to give them health care and all that shit. So even if even if a company were to make its stuff in America, I don't know how we got onto this, but it's one of those random rants. A lot of times the company would actually go bankrupt and be not in business anymore because they brought their stuff to America. It's not like mine or anything like that, but there is a a lot, a significant amount of companies you would be very shocked that wouldn't be able to survive because of the wages and how this is set up in America for people to work. It's just really difficult. But one way around it would be tax incentives. Give those, give, give them grants, give them some sort of money. Don't spend that shit on like imagine if they incentivize these companies in America to pull their stuff out of China. Instead of spending money on like making what was some stupid that was in this last bill. Um, I don't know. Cleaner buses. Imagine if they use the the three or four billion dollars, I remember what it was. Instead of using it for something like that, imagine like, you know what, let's, let's hit China head on, let's use this money and incentivize and pay these companies to to make up for the lack of profits so they can figure out, they still have to figure out their manufacturing here in the States, give them this tax grant, give them these grants, give them these, these tax incentives, excuse me, to bring it back over to the States so they can actually work on setting up everything they need, the distribution centers, the, the manufacturing, everything here in America, because that's not something you can just turn off and on. It really isn't. A lot of people don't think about logistics. That's the other thing why I always say we need a president inside of the office who actually understands business logistics and everything. Because then when stuff like this goes on, like they can have an intelligent conversation about it. They don't have to rely on somebody that they hired to bring in that may not know what they're talking about. A lot of these people in office have no idea about business. Look at, look at the guy who's in charge right now. He's been what, 50 years in government, has never ran one successful business in his life. But now he's in charge of the entire country, which is one mega business essentially. And a lot of people say that the United States doesn't profit and it prints its own money and it works on taxes. Yes, that is. But in the fact, it is the largest business on planet Earth. We're done with that. I don't know how we even got on that. Maybe just goes to China. But anyway, that's pretty much the podcast for today. I hope you guys enjoyed Please go check me out on the YouTubes and I will uh, catch you guys tomorrow. We're back at it again, as always. I do love you guys. I'm out.